Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Woman Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Melissa Washington and your host of Women, Veterans, and Business. Our show topic today is turning a podcast and writing into a business. And our leading lady today is Amanda Huffman, Air Force veteran and author of A Girl's Guide to Military Service, host of Women of the Military podcast. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. No, thank you. And thank you for your service. All right. So I want to get into it because there's a lot of um, questions I want to ask you um, as well. So let's let's start with... Um, why you joined the military, what you did in the military, and when you got out, what was the reason you got out, what was your plan when you got out of the military? So let's start, just, we'll, we'll go back a little bit. Okay. So I joined the military mainly because of September 11th. That happened my senior year of high school, and it kind of opened my eyes to the military and through a different sort of turn of events, I eventually ended up in the Reserve Officer Training Corps program, ROTC, and I got my commission to the Air Force through that. And I was a civil engineer in the Air Force, and I served for six years, and I started at Holloman doing F-117 and then the F-22. We were maintaining the base and getting it ready for the F-117 to leave and the F-22 to come. And then I deployed to Afghanistan for a year. And then when I got home, I went to Ohio and did energy management. And it was there that I left the Air Force to be a stay-at-home mom. My husband is still in the military. And with both of us being active duty and the deployments really high, we felt we needed someone to have stability. And so when I became a mom, we decided I would get out. And that was why I left. And I love your, your 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 tagline that you have in your bio. She traded in her combat boots for a diaper bag to stay home with her two boys and follow her husband's military career in the Space Force. So with that, so you decided to stay home with your boys. Then some other things have happened, right? As far as what you, what you're which was leading to what you're doing now. So what was the plan? You were going to be a stay-at-home mom, or were you going to start a business? Were you going to what was the plan? No. The plan was to be a stay-at-home mom, but when I left the military, I felt that I needed something else, and I had always loved to write, and so I was like, oh, I'll start a blog, and I didn't really know if it would be something that it would make money, but it really did bring me, like, a bit of solace and a way to share my thoughts. I could have just wrote a journal. That probably would have been a better idea, but it worked out good that I started a blog because I met people and it led me on the path that I'm on today. Absolutely. So with that, you've, you've got the kiddos, you've got a husband who's on active duty, you're doing the blog. Then what happens next after the blog? The blog turns so into I, something. 
Yeah. So in 2017, I did a series on deployments, and it was still on my blog, but I was surprised by the response because it was almost all women. And so we mentioned my husband, active duty, so I was going to do the series again. It was a right every day in October crazy undertaking, and we had just PCS to Virginia, and I felt really overwhelmed. And my friend was like, just don't do it. And so from that idea instead of doing the blog series i just started i decided to start a podcast focused on women who served in the military and that was where the podcast idea and then everything since has come from the podcast so with the podcast and you know especially if there's anyone here listening that may want to get into um, having their own podcast was that something you did on your own did you hire others what did that look like for you getting that podcast set up so I relied on my husband and YouTube and Google were my friends for starting the podcast. It's not as complicated as I think it feels really overwhelming to start a podcast, but there's a lot of free platforms that you can use to do the interview recordings. And then it takes just a little bit of equipment of like a nice microphone and a headset. And then, you know, there's also free options or paid options for the audio editing. And my husband knew how to use Adobe, so that was what I went with, and he showed me how to get started. And then I used a lot of YouTube videos whenever I would run into problem. And then, I mean, uploading audio to a podcast service is just like uploading a photo. It's just you upload an audio file. So it's not complicated. It does take a lot of research, and you can pay someone, and that will save you time, but it isn't like so overwhelming that you can't get started. And and how do you find your guests to come onto your podcast? So originally I had a LinkedIn premium account because my husband had just PCS and LinkedIn has an offer where if you are a military spouse and you've just moved, you have LinkedIn premium for a year. And so that worked out great for when I started my podcast and I would put veteran in the search and then I would just look for women who are veterans and then I would send them like a LinkedIn message to them as strangers and be like, I have a podcast about women veterans and you're a women veteran. And so that was how I got started. And then now I have a open wait list or I just meet women veterans and depending on different situations, I use my wait list and then other opportunities come up to fill in the show. And so so having a podcast, what would you say, um, you know, being a mom, being a wife, PCSing, because you just moved, what, last year, right? So you're doing all yeah. this. I mean, and those are, you know, what are some other challenges or things that you've had to overcome with having your podcast? I think it's been hard to remember, like, my focus, because as the po- podcast has grown in, like, popularity, people – who aren't my target of what I want to focus on want space on the podcast. And so I've had to learn a lot about boundaries and like how to say no to people and how to set policies in place so that I can stay focused on my mission. And it's it's kind of silly, but I have to remind myself it's my podcast and I can do what I want and I don't have to please everyone because I'm a bit of a people pleaser. And so I think the podcast has really taught me how to, focus on what I want to do, focus on my mission, and stay true to that because if I'm all over the place, my listeners aren't going to know 
what's coming each week, and they're not going to want to tune in. So that's been a really challenging thing that I guess wouldn't really be expected. I mean, there's audio and, you know, there's challenges behind the scenes that sometimes the audio doesn't record and we have to re-record or different technical aspects, but those are like minor compared to having the self-confidence to say no. Mm-hmm. I, I completely understand that piece. So when did you realize, you know, you, you started the podcast, which probably I'm assuming it was more of a hobby. When did you realize, okay, this is becoming a business? So I set a goal that I would be able to get 10,000 downloads in the first year, which sounded like absolutely crazy. And then about halfway through the year, I was like, whoa, I'm like actually on track to possibly, I thought I was going to be a little bit shy of 10,000, but way closer than I ever thought. And so it was kind of like people are listening to this podcast and people are tuning in each week and people are starting to get value from the stories. And that was kind of getting close to that goal was really surprising. And the fact that it continually not only, you know, got more than 10,000, but like surpassed it and continued to grow, it kind of was like there's something onto it because when I started my blog like no one was listening no one was reading what I was saying and I felt like I was in this loop where I was like yelling at the top of a mountain and no one was hearing what I was saying and then people started to pay attention and so I think it was seeing the numbers and then like going I went to a conference and people were like you're Amanda Huffman and I was like yes I am but like they knew who I was they knew what I was doing and it was like oh, people are paying attention and people know what's going on. So that was kind of crazy. And and so with that, so now you're looking at, okay, you've got people listening, and, and I assume then it came to be like, how can you monetize this, right? How can you take all these people that are listening and turn that into dollars? So wh- what was your – what was your thought on that? Were you like maybe not sure you wanted to ask for like sponsorships or how to monetize that? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so I met someone who actually said, I want to sponsor your podcast. And that was kind of how the door opened because at first I was a little afraid to ask for money, but then I had someone coming up to me and asking. And a lot of the sponsors that are on the podcast come to me organically. It isn't a lot of me pitching outward. I do pitch outward sometimes for different opportunities, but a lot of the people who I've worked with on the podcast see my platform, see who my audience is, and they want to reach that audience. And so they reach out and ask about, you know, collaborating. And so that I've been really fortunate in that area of being able to work with people. But I, the podcast is more of a hobby and something fun to do. And I like doing sponsors, but I really focus on making most of my money from my freelance writing. And that's where my steady income comes from. And that's, that's been really helpful too because then I don't have to worry about do I have a sponsor this month for the podcast because it's more like bonus income that I can use in other aspects of my business and not something I have to rely on. And I want to expand on that further, but we um, we need to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Uh, Woman Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, 
and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all our sponsors and partners. All right, so we're back to Women, Veterans, and Business, and with us today is Amanda Huffman. Uh, We've been talking about um, her podcast, and then right before uh, we had that quick commercial, we were talking about your freelance writing, how that seems to be the the big piece of your, I guess you kind of say the bread and butter, right, of, of your business where, the, where money comes in. And so when we talk about that, are you doing freelance writing? What, what types of things are you writing for? Are, are you out there, um, you know, posting, hey, I'm, I'm open to freelance writing? What does that look like when someone wants to be a freelance writer? I think it's uh, getting to know editors. So I have a few different companies that I write for regularly and then other companies that I have a relationship with the editors and I'll pitch to them if I have something come up or I think there's a good topic that fits their their social media platform. And then I also have other people who I know who have given me contact information for different editors and so I pitch them on occasion and see if it works out and it started with I read Amy Bouchat wrote a book about how to be a freelancer and she had some of the military contacts that you could send emails to for blind pitches and I had someone say yes it was Military Families Magazine and they said yes and published an article and then I got an opportunity to meet the editor of Military Spouse Magazine when I was at the military influencer conference and I was telling her about my experience and she wanted to write an article about a woman veteran who was also a military spouse. And so that worked really well. And then I've just met people through being in that space over time and having people recommend me to different editors. And that's given me the opportunity to write for different organizations. That's awesome. And also too, you you highlight the importance of networking. Right, getting out there yeah. and networking, most definitely. So now you've got the writing. So now let's talk about let's talk about books because you've taken your your writing and put that into um, publications. And your most recent book, which um, was uh, last was it last year or the year before? I don't know, with COVID. I keep last last year in September. Yes, September. All right, and that's a girl's guide to military service. So so with this new book that you have out, um, what's, what's it about and, and who is it for? So it's a book written for girls who are considering joining the military. And I have a lot of listeners who are listening to my podcast who are from that generation of like high school, junior, senior, early college student. And they would often ask me questions about what it was like to be in the military or questions about joining the military. And whenever I would do a podcast episode focused on that specific topic, it did really well. And so I was thinking I created a free guide to the military, which was like 10 pages, and people kept downloading it and finding it and looking for it. And so I was like – if there's a free guide out there and people are interested in it, and I've actually met some of the young ladies who downloaded it and thanked me so much for this, like, tiny little piece of information, 
I felt that there had to be, you know, a market for a book that dives way deeper than that view page guide and tackles all the questions that I had when I was joining the military because there were so many things I didn't feel comfortable talking to my recruiter about, and so I just didn't ask. And so I tried to put all those things in a book and also all the basic things that you need to know about joining the military and figuring out if it's right for you and helping you pick the right branch and career field. Those parts are in there too, but also what it's like to be a woman in the military. We talked about military sexual trauma, motherhood, periods, hairstyles, all these different things that, you know, affect women when they serve in the military. That's fantastic. So real quick, because we're, we're, we've got about 10, 15 minutes left, and I want to—I just want to make sure, just because I'm sure there's probably listeners that are like, oh, my gosh, I, I want to reach out to Amanda. So how can they reach um, out to you after the show? How would you like them to contact you? What's the, what's the best way? Website, LinkedIn, social media? Yeah, LinkedIn is the best place to find me. You can also reach out to me via my website. My email address is on there, and that's a, I'll, I'll always answer email, but LinkedIn is my favorite social media platform. And then what is your website URL? www.airmentomom.com. Awesome. And also, too, we'll have the links to your website on the on the show page as well. So, so with that, so now you've – now. With the Girl's Guide to the Military Service, you've, you've got to find a publisher. So did you self-publish? Did you use a publisher? What was that set up for you? So I picked a small military publisher, and they have an open window for submissions for book proposals. And so it was Elvarisa, and I submitted with them in the summer, and I used their book proposal because most publishers, like there's a standard book proposal that you can use, but then each publisher seems to have certain things that they want covered that are a little bit different. And so I took my standard book proposal and I edited it specifically for Elvarisa and added in the parts that they wanted and went in detail in the areas that they requested. And then once I submitted it, I waited and then I heard back from them that they were interested, and they did like the idea, but they also had a lot of suggestions on how to make the book better, and through their help, I was able to come up with a book that I have and dive into areas that I forgot about or change the language of something that I was really passionate about but came across reading it very differently, and so I'm really grateful that I had their expertise in the process and they also, you know, covered all the publishing part, which was really nice to not have to worry about that. And someone can find the book on your website. Or are you on Amazon? Yeah, it's on Amazon. You can find it on my website, and you can find it on Elva Reese's website as well. Absolutely. And But you also, too, you've had publishing exp- a book before this, too, as well. Can you share about that book? Yeah, so I wrote Women of the Military, which is like the precursor to – Women of the Military podcast, and it's 28 stories of women who've served in the military. And I used Amazon's KDP, Kindle Direct Program, which was really easy to use. You download a – I'm losing the word, but you download something, a program. You download a program so that you can upload your file into the KDP process, and then – once you have it there, you can edit it, make different changes, make sure everything looks the way that it's supposed to, and then 
you submit it to Amazon and it it takes you through the steps and you just fill in the different things and you know gr- make sure that you uh cross all your T's and dot your I's and it helps you through the whole process and like it even has standard book covers. I ended up making my own book cover, but it has like basic templates for everything that you need and then it's on Amazon and available and you can also order books from Amazon at a lower cost and sell them on your own. So you have that option as well. Well, you're definitely sharing a lot of fantastic resources for anyone looking into getting podcasting, writing, and and publishing a book. So, so Amanda, what do you have planned for the future? I'm trying to decide on what the next book I want to write is. I'm torn between writing my memoir, and then I just read a really great book by uh, I'm read, I read Flying in the Face of Fear by Kim Casey Campbell, and it's a leadership book, but she does a really good job of telling her story through the leadership book, and I was like, I kind of like the idea of writing a book where it's, you know, has stories from my military experience and then has, like, the lessons learned at the end. So I'm kind of torn between a memoir, which I don't know if I want to do, or more of like a leadership book, or maybe something different. I'm still trying to figure out what the next step is, because I know I want to write another book, but I'm not really sure exactly what to do. But I'm actually thinking about it, because I just moved, like you said, and I was like, I just moved. I'm trying to figure out where my feet are. And so now I feel like my feet are under me, and I'm trying to think about what's next, but I'm not quite sure where where I'm going to go yet. Got it. So going back just to the Girl's Guide to the Military Service, what has been, um, and I know you've got a lot of, you know, young women that have reached out to you, I'm sure as also parents, or what are, you know, a couple of things that you're you're hearing back from those that are reading the book? Um, well, I'm hearing from a lot of women veterans who said, I wish I had this, and they're <laughs> passing it on to young women that they meet who are considering and that's like the best compliment that a woman veteran is thinking this is something I wish I had and I'm going to pass it on to the next generation so that's been like my favorite compliment and then just from people who have read it who are looking to join they just feel so much more prepared because they've gone through the different questions they're not like should I have joined the Marine Corps instead of the Air Force because they've read about them and they've done the research, and they learn about the different jobs and the different ways to serve. So they just feel, I guess, overall more prepared for what military life is like. So if you could look back, you know, when you first started, you know, even the podcast, do you think you would be where you are today as far as all your accomplishments? No, I had no idea what was going to come. I just, I just really wanted to hear stories of women veterans and – I've been blessed not only with my business and being able to help support my family, but like all the amazing women veterans that I've got to meet. And it's, I'm just so happy that I started my blog, even though for a long time I felt like, what am I doing? Nobody cares, but it's been life changing. And I just feel so blessed to have this opportunity. And and so with that too, and I'm sure there's, um, 
people that are listening to that may be in that situation where it's like, okay, you're right. You're like you mentioned, you're shouting on the top of the mountain and like no one's listening or you, or you think no one's listening. Right. Right. Um, so, so what are ways, you know, uh, as far as encouragement or others that might be listening to encourage them to continue? I mean, how do you, how are you able to continue to push through and, um, you know, overcome some of the things that you had? So I was involved in a few Facebook groups. I was involved in a military spouse business owner group, and it was a great place of support and encouragement where, I mean, it was also where I networked and started to find the different freelance jobs. And so I would say get involved in a group or community that is in your niche of whatever you're focused on and try and you know, get supported by other people. Because if you try and do it by yourself, you're going to get discouraged. Even, like, with the success I've had, still sometimes, you know, I have those really rough days, but I have people that I can reach out to and get support from and, you know, talk. They can talk me off the ledge of wanting to quit. And so I think, you know, finding people that are in your same area of expertise or, you know, there's a lot of women veteran organizations that are excellent, I mean, including Women Veteran Alliance that are just supporting women veterans and being a part of those groups. Even if you're not doing the same business, I've found support from other women veterans just who are, you know, business owners, and having that support has been really helpful too. Yeah, definitely. It's it's creating that, 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 again, going back to the whole networking and creating that yeah. um, and, and finding, you know, groups, um, whether on Facebook or in person or um, with doing that as well um, for your, for your success. Right. And I think, so, so what do you, so what do you do to, what, what is your self care, right? Cause you're busy. You've got, you've got, you've got your boys, you've got, you know, you've got all this stuff happening. What does Amanda do for self care? Uh, we I go to Disneyland with my family. <laughs> no. I I also um have remembered how much I love reading and so and audiobooks have really helped me be able to dive into reading different books and so I set aside time to read books, not just, you know, books for work, but also books for pleasure because I really like a good romance. Rom-coms are my favorite and so I'll, like, alternate between, like, a more business-savvy or technical book to something that is just for fun. And that's rediscovering my love for reading has been really uh, a way for me to just find the right balance for me. And didn't I see, didn't a while back you put, like, a list of all the books you read, like, for the whole year? What what was that number? You had a big number of how many books that you read. I read 46 books last year, and I've already read 13 this year. So, yeah, that's 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 awesome. That's you know, again, you know, you've got to take the time, right? Schedule the time to to read and 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 do that um, there as well. Well, a lot of them were audio books, so don't be. There you go. Well. But I I do, like, yard work and listen to books or, you know, housework, and so that's another way to get more books in, especially, like, the rom-coms. You can just listen to them, and Amazon has some free ones on Audible that are really entertaining, and so that's been really fun. Wow. See, that's very smart. So, you know, you've got those 46 books, and then a lot of them are audio. You're 
right. you know, in, in taking the inform, in taking the information just in a different way. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love I love that. Well, is there any um, parting words? Anything that you would like to say before we end um, our show today? I'm just thankful for the opportunity to talk to you and share a little bit about what I'm doing. I'm so thankful that I joined the military and that from that I have had so many amazing experiences and opportunities. And so just thank you so much for what you're doing and for the opportunity to be on the show. Awesome. Well, thank you. And you're very welcome. Well, hey, that's our show for today. I'd like to say thank you to Amanda Huffman for being our leading lady today. And a special thanks to all our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Woman Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast, so for now, we'll be back again for another live Woman Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.